Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation, the restaurant guest experience podcast, a show where we talk to multi-unit brands and industry experts to get their strategies and tactics you can use to create a five-star guest experience. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based real-time guest feedback platform that helps restaurants measure and improve their guest experience. And today, we have Andrew Simmons, the CEO of Mama Romana's Pizza, Pizzeria, and I am really excited to have him on because he is building a restaurant that is almost as open books as you can get with technology, though. I mean, he is he has basically flipped the script and he is opening his restaurant and he is going through the challenges and the adventure and the successes and the failures or rather successes and learnings, I should say, of opening a restaurant so publicly. If you aren't following him on social media you need to hop on LinkedIn, find Andrew Simmons right now and follow him because it's incredible. Um, first of all, Andrew, thanks for all you do for the industry. Thanks for for being so open with what you're with the challenges that you're facing. And you you do it quite publicly. I mean, um, so tell me what's what's your mindset around doing that and and opening a restaurant with so much transparency? Sure. So you know it's uh and, you know, of course, thank you for having me here. Super excited to be hanging out with you today, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Love it, I with, you know, Sean Wildchef earlier today. So, you know. Huge step down. Yeah. But... Yeah. No, or step up, you know. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, it's really about, you know, I, I essentially bought this restaurant a month before COVID hit in, you know, January 2020. I survived COVID. Uh, by making kits for for you know pizzas, dough balls and sauces and all that other stuff, um, I bought out my partner back in July of last year, and I set about to change the way that the restaurant is run, with all of its employees and all of its low tech ways of of doing business, because I'm in the state of California and everything in California seems to be more expensive. So uh, that's kind of been my mindset: is how to how to push the envelope drop the labor footprint, automate where possible, um, but not lose sight of who we are as a restaurant. And that's, that's been the whole, you know, the, the whole push. Since then, since, um, you know, July of last year, we now run the restaurant with four employees, whereas we were at 14. We still produce wow. maybe not quite the same amount of volume. We've had our ups and downs uh, over the past year. Um, because it's very tech centric and the community that I'm in is maybe not as tech centric as I'd like it to be. So mm. we get some pushback and we get some hate mail and whatnot for, you know, trying to do what we're doing. But um, for the most part, you know, I think I'm, I'm on the right path and the direction that I'm taking it now that we've kind of cracked this, this puzzle is how to extend the footprint across multiple locations. So. That's been my push. I'm trying to get three more stores opened up before the end of the year. Um, and then for next year, another 21 stores. And that's incredible what you're doing because, you know, when you look at your, your pizza and your restaurant, your business, I mean, replacing the humans with technology, but not all of it, you're replacing the, the non-essential touches. Right. And then right keeping the humans in that hospitality to have it be, because it is a very human, human industry, even when 
you're going like full robot mode, you still need to have that that touch with the guest, right? You still need 100%. to make sure that the guest knows that you care about them. And right. so, so talk to me a little bit about your philosophy on the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays. So for us, it's that communication with the guests. So we do the only subscription for selling pizzas. We do a uh, 52 weeks of 12 inch pepperoni pizzas for $99. So it's one pie per week, use it or lose it. Um, and that has allowed us to meet our customers more often, to be able to talk to them more often, to greet them by name when they come in, to have a more meaningful relationship with them. And um, although it sounds like kind of a, a loss leader type of application, because of the automation, we actually make a little bit of profit off of every single subscription. Um, wow. So if you, if you think about the subscription like a gym membership, uh-huh. You get your gym membership, you know, the, the, the first of the year, you know, and your, your, your goal is to change your lifestyle, change the way you look, get more buff, you know, lose that value, whatever it is. And you start going to the gym and you go to the gym like every other day, the first week, and then maybe once a week. And then pretty soon it's, you know, twice a month. And then eventually it's like once a month and then, you know, maybe not at all, um, but you're still paying for it. So We've seen the same type of thing happen with our subscriptions. They show up every week for the first six weeks. And then turns out that as much as I love pizza, I don't love pizza every week. So then I show up every other week or I show up every third week. But in this, this time frame, when they're coming through, we're getting to meet these people on a daily basis. We're handing out our ovation um, feedback form with every order. We are and conversing with them about how their experience has been, how's the food taste, is there anything that they'd want to change? We have these great relationships with, with the consumers, but they pay that $99. So they're showing up every week or every other week to kind of you know help us along with our own journey to make the perfect experience for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. And how how is that when you look at the perfect experience? Because you you have this triangle of speed, quality, and price. And mm-hmm. how do you how do you look at that? Because I mean, apparently, from looking at you know how you're building this brand, you're really rejecting that triangulation of features. And you're saying, well, no, like we have a decent price, we have good quality, and we're quick. How how, do, how have you managed to do that? When normally you have to choose, you know, yeah, I would, one I would or max say, two. I wouldn't say we're quick. We're quick when it's your turn in line, but we have a long line. So say mm. like you place an order today at four o'clock, you got in at the very beginning, you're probably going to get your pie pretty fast. But if you order at five, we probably have 20 or 30 or 40 people ahead of you at five o'clock. And everything that we make is all, it's all custom. It's all stone baked. It's not in the conveyor oven. It's not something that we just churn out like, you know, fast. I mean, we still do it fairly fast. We're, we deliver or we, we finish our orders within about 55 minutes on average. But it's not, even though I can cook it super fast, it's still your place in line before we get to it. Um, and I'm only 55 minutes. There's a, a, a restaurant in Seattle that it takes, I think they have a three-month waiting period for, for their yeah. pizza. Well, you're talking about like Modo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had him on the podcast and I mean, fascinating, <laughs> right? Like how have you, 
the fact that he was able to he's been able to pre-sell months in advance i mean that's that's crazy yeah completely crazy but so you know we're so so i you know hypothetically we're hitting all three points of that triangle but in reality we're hitting two of them we have a great price you know we have great quality there's no doubt about that um i get rave reviews from whoever comes down to have our, our our pies and they fly in from chicago they come from san francisco they're here locally they eat it um we're just not super fast yet that's a, that's a good point but i mean still though it's not like you know you make the pies pretty quickly but i think that is a good point though is like you don't have the capacity to have everyone wait 300 seconds to like get right. their get their pizza so that 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 is a good point though like and if you're going to pick i think that's definitely the one that people are most forgiving on uh they will not come back with quality and especially if you set the expectations that it's not going to be super super quick guests are forgiving of that you know they they get it they just need to prep for that what they don't like is if you tell them it's going to be 30 and it's going to be fit and then it ends up being 55 that's that's infuriating so what yeah go ahead which i was gonna say which i'd love to do everybody at, at 30 minutes but that's exactly the thing and there's always something that happens so you know maybe that pie came out and then there was an issue with the pie like it got you know the customer didn't want to cut for some reason, some people want one piece of pie and that's it. Want to cut it at home because it makes more pie slices for them if they cut it than if we cut it, in theory. I don't understand. But you really? know people ask the pies not to be cut? Not to be cut. So that is that like is that like a fairly home. frequent thing? Well, we see it at least three or four times a week, you know, or they want to feed more people so they'll double or triple cut it. You know, so mm. smaller stomachs. I don't know. You can have one slice, but I'm going to cut it up into 64 slices. Yeah. Well, I mean, that way, eating eating more slices that are smaller, even though it equals half the pie still, it feels like you're eating a lot less. Exactly. Well, like when I eat food off of my wife's plate, it doesn't count for my calories. It's scientifically (laughs) proven, right? So speaking of that, what are some tactics that you have, that you've tried lately to improve the guest experience? So for us, you know, one of the, the things that, that we're running into is, and this is my favorite, is the, the you know, the DoorDash promise. You know, you place an order on DoorDash and it's going to be done in 20 minutes. I don't know where DoorDash gets their number from, but it's really 55 minutes. So you know, we're, we're proactively calling customers when those orders come through to let them know that, yes, we know DoorDash said 20 minutes, but it's really going to be 55 minutes before oh, your pocket is done. Um, you know, but it, it, it really, in, in the end, whatever we're doing, it all boils down to communication. It, it's letting the, letting the customer know this is how long it's going to take for the order. When you call in for your order, I mean, you can say, I really need it in 30 minutes and I can try to fit it in. But the stark reality is it's probably going to be 55 minutes and no amount of you showing up early and yelling at me is going to make that pie come out any faster than <laughs> 55 minutes I said it was going to be. You know? That's that's it. A really good point. I was talking to someone the other day who's a single friend of mine and he's crazy head over heels for someone. And I'm like, he's like, what should I do, Zach? And I was like, you should back off. And he's like, why? And I was like, 
how does a rose grow? He's like, I'm not a gardener. I'm like, okay, but listen, man, like, what do you do? Do you, you plant a rose seed and then a, a bulb? And then what happens? Do you stick your hand in the next day and like pull out a, a rose? Like, no, that's not how it works. And so you, you got to let it grow and you got to let good things be good in their own time. And same thing goes, but you got to set the expectations though. If someone told me plant this today, rose tomorrow, I'm going to be frustrated. And I think that's really that, that communication, you know, and we, we've talked to, we've talked about dating and relationships. It's that communication is so key. You have to have that communication in life and business. And, and cause you know, disappointment is all made by expectations, right? Right. Last question. Who is someone from the restaurant industry that deserves innovation? Who's someone that we should be following? That's a good question. Well, I'm sure you follow Sean, but oh, Sean yeah. got my start. Or essentially gave me my start. Someone in the res- restaurant industry. Rustin Hicks. You ever talked to Rustin? Oh, love Rustin Hicks. Yeah. He, ac- he actually bought into his own pizzeria after my experience. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So he owns... Um, I think it's M M D Pizza in Midland, Texas. He owns part of it. And oh, so that's awesome! His own, his, his own style of brand for for that, but allowed, you know, adding tech to it and whatnot. Love that oven. I recommended. He bought my dough press. I drove my dough press all the way out to his his shop one you know one week, probably back in. And when was that? February or March? It was terrible because I went through two snowstorms and two big rainstorms to get it out to his place and then flew back home from there. Um, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. That's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's great. Definitely being willing, uh, definitely should follow him and is the best place to find you on LinkedIn. I love your posts, but is that, is that the best place to find you? Um, yeah, I'm pretty much only on LinkedIn. I haven't, uh, I haven't really moved to any other platform. It's, I wouldn't say it's overwhelming, but there's a lot, a lot of stuff I get done through or have to get done throughout the day and then have to jump from one platform to another to, to write. I just love to write. And I write about in the middle of the night, I'll, I'll wake up and think about something like I was thinking about my, my microgreens the other day, you know, like three o'clock in the morning. So I'm sitting there, you know, writing out my post to drop it into LinkedIn. So that when you guys all wake up in the morning, can read about this guy that built a greenhouse inside his restaurant. Isn't it? It's, I I love what you're doing. You're taking, you're taking things to just the next level, which is super cool. Uh, So find Andrew Simmons on LinkedIn, follow him. Uh, His posts are incredible. And Andrew for being open, vulnerable, authentic, fun, and for being what I will call the first Brene Brown restaurateur today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on giving ovation. Thanks. Really appreciate that. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. We're all about feedback here. Again, this episode was sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based actionable guest feedback platform built for multi-unit restaurants. If you'd like to learn how we can help you measure and create a better guest experience, visit us at ovationup.com.